Hi, I'm Barb Nangle. I'm the founder and CEO of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting, LLC. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery. On this podcast, I share my experience, strength, and hope from recovery. I don't support or endorse any particular 12-step recovery program, and I don't claim to speak for any 12-step fellowship. My hope is that you will find my words helpful in some way, whether you're in recovery or not. This is episode 114. Here's what recovery looks like in real life. My day at the beach. If you're a fan of this podcast and want to support it, please check me out on Patreon. If you're not familiar, Patreon is a platform created by creators for creators that allows them to be supported and rewarded for their work by their fans and followers. You can find me at patreon.com slash higher power coaching. This story is about something that happened about three and a half years ago. I told it yesterday when I was having coffee with a bunch of fellows from recovery, which by the way, was the first time I've seen them in person since the pandemic. So it was so cool to be together after such a long time apart. And my telling of this story came about like this. One of the fellows was talking about being at a girls softball game that his friend was coaching. They had reached the championship and so he went in support of his friend and he sat in front of a couple of men who were making really hateful and derogatory comments that were sexual in nature about a couple of the girls on the team who were obese. And mind you, these were children. And my friend, who has really been practicing these principles in all his affairs, says that in the past, he would have been a complete asshole, confronted those guys and made a huge scene. But instead, he sat there and fumed. And he was asking us for feedback about what he might have done differently. So we did give some suggestions. I asked him, how did you feel when you heard that? Since for me, acting on my feelings and reflecting my feelings is one way that I've learned how to manage difficult situations with others. I also added, you could just get up and leave if that happens. And someone else said, yeah, that's probably what I would have done was got up and moved to a different seating area. And this reminded me of the story about the beach that I'm about to tell. I shared it with them and we ended up having a really fruitful conversation. And it occurred to me afterward, this story would make a great story for the podcast on seeing what recovery looks like in action. So here I am telling you the story. One afternoon, I went to a nearby beach alone, and I happened to sit next to a couple of women who were just bitching up a storm. They were complaining about this and that, and just generally stewing in negativity. It was not pleasant. Now, in the past, before recovery, I would have stayed there, and I would have fumed and been so fucking pissed off that these assholes were sitting next to me and ruining my day at the beach, just bitching up a storm. It never would have occurred to me to get up and leave, which by the way, the fact that it wouldn't have occurred to me to get up and leave, is called a victim mentality or learned helplessness, which I had my whole life, didn't know it until recovery. When we feel like we have no choice other than to put up with the shit that's going on around us, that's victim mentality. 
If that's news to you, you might want to check out my two episodes on victim mentality, number three and number 106. Number three is about victim mentality in general, and 106 is about getting over victim mentality even when you've been victimized, which is most of us at some point. All right, back to the story. Instead of listening to those women bitch and complain, I actually got up and moved to a different area of the beach. And here's where the really beautiful part happened. I was rewarded by my higher power in that I sat near a young mom with her friend and her two little children. I'm gonna guess the kids were two and four. And I proceeded to witness some of the most incredible parenting I had ever seen in my life. I think maybe at that point, it was the most incredible parenting I ever saw. Now, let's put a pin in that for a moment. Part of my recovery has been learning to reparent myself. And in that regard, I'd learned from Pia Melody, who does a lot of work around codependence, that what healthy parents do is they nurture affirm and set boundaries with their children. And when I heard that, I was like, well, I better write that shit down because I did not know any of that. Now, back to the story with the mom. What I witnessed was lots of nurturing, lots of affirmation and boundary setting with her children. She continually referred to her children with names like sweetie, honey, baby, darling, and generally spoke very lovingly to them, which I took to be her nurturing them. At one point, she said to the four-year-old who was playing by the water, in about 15 minutes, we're going to go home and have lunch. And then she gave the child another 10-minute and 5-minute warning. And when it was time to go, the kid threw a hissy fit. And she said, I know, you're having so much fun. We're going to come back later, but it's time to go home for lunch and we're going to go now. And the kid continued to throw a hissy fit and fit hissy fit. And she said, yeah, I hear you. You're having so much fun and it's really difficult to leave when you're having fun. But we're going to come back later. Right now, we're going to go home and have lunch. And I was fucking flabbergasted hearing all this. When she acknowledged to the child, I know you're having so much fun and I know it's hard to leave when you're having fun, she was affirming that child's feelings. And I didn't have any of that when I was a kid. I was told, we're leaving, zip it or shut it up or do you want me to give you a reason to cry? And then she was also setting boundaries with the child by saying, we're going to go home and have lunch now. She also added some hope and gave them something to look forward to by saying, we're going to come back later. This was a fantastic display of healthy parenting. I was so blown away that I literally took notes. I had a journal with me and I wrote down the words she was saying because this was a case study in fantastic parenting and was so foreign to me. As they got up to leave, I walked over her and I said, excuse me, I just want to say that I've been listening to you interacting with your children and you are a fantastic parent. I grew up in a dysfunctional family and I didn't hear anything like what you've just said to your children. I told her about PM Melody and how I'd heard that healthy parents nurture, affirm, and set boundaries with their children. And that she just gave really perfect examples of that over and over and over again. I really applauded her. And her girlfriend jumped in and said, yeah, she really is an amazing parent. And the mom got tears in her eyes and she said she was extremely grateful. This means so much to me because 
I often wonder if I'm doing and saying the right things. And I said, you are absolutely doing the right thing. And what I saw that was the most important to me personally was you validating your child's feelings. I didn't get any of that as a child and it's affected me deeply my entire life. I also mentioned the importance of letting them know that you're in charge by setting the boundary about going home for lunch. Like they don't get to decide when you're going home for lunch. Them throwing a hissy fit does not change the boundary of we're going home for lunch. And so she didn't just set a boundary without being nurturing and affirming to the child. She was also nurturing and affirming and set the boundary. I've obviously carried that encounter with me for years. It's a perfect example of recovery in action. Retelling this story is making me realize how I learned pretty early on in recovery the importance of boundaries, especially in regard to healthy parenting. So many of us have horrible boundaries because our parents had horrible boundaries which I know is the case for me. And I know I talk a lot about boundaries. In fact, I do coaching on boundaries because they're so important. And I talk about them a lot because they were so new to me in recovery. I learned how to develop boundaries because of recovery. And now my boundaries are an incredible tool of my recovery. I'm able to maintain my abstinent, clean, sober, and emotionally sober life because of my healthy boundaries. And what happened for me was that the process of recovery enabled me to establish and maintain boundaries. And then I started reading more and more about boundaries because they were so helpful and I wanted to understand them better. And in reading about them, I was able to retrospectively understand what happened for me as I was developing the boundaries. And I think that is the thing that enables me to be so helpful in coaching other people to develop healthy boundaries. That is, I understand them from an internal perspective. I know what it feels like to not have healthy boundaries. And I know what it feels like to have healthy boundaries. I have experienced life with both healthy and unhealthy boundaries, So I resonate with my clients experientially. And then there's the part where I understand boundaries theoretically as well. I'm able to explain boundaries in everyday terms that people can understand because I experienced that stuff in my everyday life. And then I learned the theoretical terms later. While I'm on the topic of coaching about boundaries, I only have three more spots for private clients in my Better Boundaries private coaching program. You can sign up for a 30-minute Better Boundaries call with me at barbchat.net. Okay, to wrap up, this story about the beach was meant to help you understand what recovery looks like in action. If you're sitting in shit, whether it's chaos and drama going on around you or the negativity going on in your head. Get up and leave. You don't have to stay there and be victimized by the situation or by your own thoughts. So if you're around people who are just bitching and complaining, or if you're in some other kind of chaotic or dysfunctional situation, get up and leave. If the shit you're mired in is in your head, the way you quote, get up and leave, is you change the channel. You start saying different things to yourself. Stop the onslaught of negativity. 
turn off the fire hose of hatred, get up and leave those thoughts and change to new ones. You have choices. That's it for today. If you've been finding this podcast helpful, please consider a donation to ensure I can continue. To choose the level of support that feels right to you, go to patreon.com slash higherpowercoaching. Please also review it on Apple Podcasts, like and subscribe to it on your favorite podcast outlet. I'd really appreciate it and it helps others to find the podcast. Now, if someone in particular came to mind when you listen to this episode, please share it with them. And don't forget, I'm on Instagram at Higher Power Coaching. I run group and private coaching programs on creating healthy boundaries. And if that sounds like something that would interest you, head on over to barbchat.net where you can get on my calendar for a free 30-minute Better Boundaries consultation. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change. If that's you, then go to barbchat.net and get on my calendar. My goal with all of my work is to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep lasting changes in my life. Remember, it's never too late to recover. No one is beyond hope and healing is possible. Thanks for listening.